Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost cam. Stop. Hey guys, welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Land, episode 40. Woo! We're at the 4-0. Um, today I am having on someone in the fitness and nutrition uh, field. I've actually trained with him before. I've done his weight loss program before, and it works. But before going to him, I was pretty defeated. I was annoyed. I had been suffering from PCOS for a while. I had done the keto diet, gluten-free diet. I'd done it all. And obviously, I would lose a little bit of weight, and then it would just come back. And there was no kind of sustainable method that I was doing for myself, uh, I'd say post-college in my adult life. So today, I'm bringing on who has studied it, been through a transformation journey of his own, and is here to talk about it all. Roy Akra, certified personal trainer, nutritionist, and coach, is going to discuss all of this, body image issues, health, mental health, nutrition, and discuss fad diets. Please welcome Roy to the show. Thank you, Lana. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Of course. Um, so for, start, for, st starters, for starters, can you tell a little bit about yourself, your background, and kind of your journey of how you got, got to become a certified uh, uh, PT and nutritionist? Sure. sure. Yeah. So basically, it all happened uh, four years ago now. Okay. I never planned to be in the field. Yeah. Um, so I studied engineering, so that's my background. This was in McGill University in Canada. Um, never really had a, I never really knew exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved to Dubai, I started bouncing around the corporates a little bit, worked for a few um, FMCG companies, fast moving consumer goods and sales. Um, so something like not even related. Yeah, so exactly. So it wasn't related to engineering, yeah. wasn't related to what I'm doing now. Yeah, also yeah, yeah, just yeah. finding my path in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was never truly satisfied. It wasn't giving me like a deep sense of fulfillment mm. and purpose. I wasn't passionate about it. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, I need to, you know, keep moving around until I do stumble upon something that I am passionate about. Yeah. And so when I quit my last job at, uh, Procter and Gamble, mm. this was in 2018, I didn't really have a, um, direction or, um, idea on what I wanted to do. Um, were you like healthy at this point? No, like I were you like actually. taking care of yourself? No, or no, I wasn't. I wasn't actually. Okay, you know it's because you know people. So I I've t I tend to find that people fall into this sort of um, cycle. Yeah. Of say not being so happy at work. Yeah, and, yeah. Monday to Friday, stress, um, unhappiness, and then you resort to like coping mechanisms, totally. smoking, drinking, eating, eating junk food, yeah. and then Friday comes, and then you just want to. You know, it's like an elastic band that's been stretching. You're a drink and forget exactly. about the week. And exactly. then, yeah. So it's like are. this whole like escape, escapism thing that totally. goes on. Um, so yeah, I was in that cycle. Like I see many people um, uh, um, sort of get trapped in sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wasn't necessarily the healthiest, not physically, not mentally. Um, like I said, drinking, smoking, going out, partying. Mm -hmm. And then the Monday comes around and then the whole cycle sort of... And it's like a guilt cycle too. It like, is, yeah, you know? it is. It is. Yeah. You know, you're dreading the week and then yeah. you sort of like slump through it. And then when the uh, weekend comes, it's just that whole like vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah, I know. Totally, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so then what happened was I decided to quit. I mm -hmm. wasn't exactly sure on what I wanted to do, but I knew that I didn't want to do what I'm currently doing. Yeah. I just wasn't happy. I was dreading going to work every day, 
wake up in the morning, putting on my clothes, just huffing and puffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I quit and I'm like, you know what? I'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had all the free time in the world to essentially do whatever <laughs> I wanted to do. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I always wanted to get fit. I always yeah. wanted to get healthy. Let me, you know, undo some of this unhealthy street that I've been on for the past couple of years. Yeah. Decided to join a gym, started hitting the gym. Then I started getting super into it, started researching fitness and nutrition. I hired some coaches myself at the time. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that you have to learn from people that know. Totally. Yeah. 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 Of course. You know, you know, the cliche saying that goes, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. 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 It's cliche, but it's true as well. Um, So, yeah. So I hired some coaches myself, did some courses myself, and then I did my own transformation. Um... And once I did that, I was pretty, you know, happy about that. I posted it on Instagram, yeah. got crazy overwhelming um, feedback. Yeah, of course. My friends, yeah. exactly. Ex-colleagues, everyone's like, hey, great for you. All that stuff. So I was like, hey, you know, that felt pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then I started getting friends and family asking me for advice. You know, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about, you know, that food, this diet, this training, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so wait, how long did it take you to get to i guess like through your transformation process like was it years was it months no it was months it was months months. yeah so i yeah uh i tend to have like you know when i put my mind to something like you're determined you're like let's do it absolutely so i just put my foot on the gas and just went full on for it but again i was in a unique unique situation because i wasn't working at the time totally so So you could focus everything on that literally my life became 100 percent focused on health nutrition yeah, training fitness totally. all of that yeah so then it took a few months to yeah. sort of transform um yeah and then like i said uh, you know people started asking me for advice mm-hmm. uh and all the meanwhile i was doing this just for my personal like you know, growth exactly like my personal yeah. side yeah in the meantime i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do in my career I was yeah sort of applying to certain jobs that i thought i may like but i wasn't mass applying to jobs yeah. anymore because i didn't want i didn't just want a job I wanted to find something that I actually liked. Yeah, and you were passionate about her. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So while while this uh, while all of that was brewing on the side, never you know it didn't really click to me that at the time that hey maybe this could be your your thing. Yeah, this could be your full time. Totally. Yeah. And then once I started helping friends and family, and then my friends and family were losing weight and started getting into it, Mm. and then the more I thought about it, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm doing all of this anyways. Why not you know think of doing this professionally yeah, yeah totally because so, i loved it i was passionate about it yeah um and then it was funny so that as soon as i started to really it was this one night that i was sitting um outside a bar actually for my friend's birthday okay. <laughs> and i was like you know what this is it like this it clicked is, it clicked i'm like yeah. this is what i want to do and then funnily enough um an old high school friend of mine mm. uh, reached out to me that night mm. just randomly on yeah, instagram yeah. i haven't i haven't speak, spoken to him in, in ages and he's like, hey, buddy, you know, I just wanted to say, like, you know, great transformation, proud of you. I'm trying to do it myself now. You know, I'm looking for pointers and things like that. And I told him, hey, you know, I'm actually thinking of, you know, starting a full-time career yeah. in personal training and nutrition as well. He's like, dude, if you do it, I'm so down to be your first client. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, he's like, I've been looking actually for a trainer that I, you know, resonate with and I connect yeah. with. And I'd love to, you know, work with you if, if, if you want to go for it yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like yeah sure why not we met the next day discussed all the details between me and wow. him and then we sort of just started so that was your first client that was my first client oh yeah my that was my first client exactly it just happened you know out of the blue um and then obviously at the same time i got all my certifications yeah i got all the 
um, requirements done to basically do it legally and professionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, obviously with the power of social media and Instagram, I started posting him on Instagram. And then, you know, before you know it, second client wants to join on and then the third and, and then it just sort of spiraled. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And thankfully, you know, um, in this business, word of mouth is a big. I will say word of yeah, mouth because how huge. I heard is from yes. someone that I knew that actually like posted about sure. That's how Absolutely. I found out. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's definitely. 100%. So social, social media, I think is, it's important. Of course, yeah. it's like your landing page. It's your totally. website. It's your, you know, profile. Yeah. You can put your, you know, your results and yeah. your education on that. But then it also, you know, it's word of mouth that really um, propels things. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, when you were in that, because do you think, well, first let me ask you this. Do you think mental health and, like, your transformation journey have a, are correlated? Of course. Of course. Because I find that, like, if you have a lower mental, or, or something's going on in your life, or yeah. you're feeling a little depressed, a little bit anxious, yeah. getting to the gym yeah. is hard. Of it's course. just it's like, of, of course. course, when you get there, you're like, yeah, I feel yeah. amazing. I was like, yeah, I feel yeah. amazing after. But like getting to the gym, getting yeah. yourself to work out, getting yourself to cook healthy, sure. whatever it is. Was there a time during, I guess maybe not your transformation journey, you were pretty focused on yeah. it, but has there been a time in your life where you like felt kind of lower in your mental health, but... How, and what was your motivation to kind of get yourself to go to the gym or to be active or sure, to kind of exercise sure. that? Sure. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, they're very much intertwined. Yeah. Mental health and physical health are not really two distinct things. If you try to take care of your, take care of your physical health without taking care of your mental health, you're not going to have such a easy time doing that. Totally. And vice versa, if you're trying yeah. to take care of your mental health without taking care of your physical health, you also might not find that so easy to do. Yeah. They're very much intertwined. Um, and then the minute, and then it's sort of like spiral. So when you feel low, you don't, like you said, you don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to exactly. get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. And then that itself makes it, makes you feel worse. Yeah. And then it's sort of like a vicious cycle that you have to break at some yeah, point because exactly. it spirals downwards, you know, and that's Absolutely. how people get depressed and yeah. they don't want to leave their bed. It's because of that spiral that goes down. And like I said before, then you resort to things that make you feel good in the short term, like smoking and drinking and, you know, yeah. other things. Um, but those things just are a instant high. They flood your dopamine. It's like an gratification exactly. type of thing. Yeah. It floods your dopamine yeah. reward center in your brain. You feel great, but yeah. then that makes you feel worse in the long term. Exactly. Yeah. Generally, that's how life works. Things that make you feel great in the moment, like I said, like smoking, drinking, yeah. junk food, yeah. uh, shopping. Some people have um, totally. shopping addictions. <laughs> yeah. Totally, so things yeah. that make you feel great in the short term generally make you feel worse in the long term. And vice versa. So like like we just said, if you're in bed and you don't feel great, the last thing you want to do is get up, you know, get your butt to the gym and or go for a run outside. You don't want to do that because that doesn't feel so gratifying. Yeah. But when you do things that don't feel so great in the short term, those things actually make you feel much better in the long yeah, term. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's tough to see that, but it's almost like you kind of have to force it sometimes. Because like how do you, yeah how do you like break through it like what's it's baby the, steps it's is just, it like having a partner having a PC so, or you know so these things can help for sure yeah you know if you have a partner that's motivating you yeah obviously that can help if you uh, have a good support system yeah your family your friends um, getting a personal trainer so yeah it's a huge um, it, it's a huge so I'd say it's huge motivation but it's also accountability totally you know if you're paying for something you're gonna make sure yeah. most probably that you know you'll most likely exactly you're most likely yeah. gonna show up um, so these things can help for sure and then once you it's it's baby steps you know most people 
generally I find people have a all in or all out mentality. So true, by the way. I was the same. Yeah. Something that I've had to teach myself slowly over time to step away from. Most people are like that, you know. They go from drinking every single day and partying to, you know, wanting to transform their entire lifestyle overnight. That and kind of doing it all at once. All at once, yeah. exactly. That generally doesn't work in the long term. Yeah. Some people can, you know, get it done, of course. But generally, it's more um, baby steps. Mm. You know, if you don't go for a walk, start by taking, you know, 15-minute walk every day. Yeah. If you never went to the gym, start by going once or twice a week. Small things like that. And even when it comes to your diet, you don't have to overhaul your entire diet, cut every single thing that you like out of there overnight. Yeah, It's all about making these small, minor adjustments on a daily basis that really um, make a big exponential change over time. Let's talk about nutrition because I think there are so many, I mean, like I can't tell you really how many diets I have yeah. been on in my life. Yeah. Started off when I was 16 or probably like about 18 the special k diet yeah where you would eat like cereal twice a day sure. and then like a meal of whatever you want yeah then it was like the ducan diet where it yeah. was like only protein then it was like the keto i've literally i've been through it all now yeah. obviously i know that that's not the way to sure, go that's sure. not such a short yeah. term uh but i mean there's so much out there right yeah. keto gluten-free this that how do you filter through it how do you know what works for you and is there like a thing where some people can't eat gluten or some, sure. unless you're celiac. I know, of course, yes. you can't. But yeah. is there, I mean, with PCOS, I mean, how do we filter through all of this? Yeah, yeah. It's a good question because there's a lot of information yeah. available to people's fingertips, whether it's online or, you know, word of mouth. Um, it just it just comes down to basically, first of all, focusing on what your goal is. Yeah. So when, if you want to go on a certain diet, like you mentioned now, keto or in, whatever it is, intermittent yeah. fasting, First things you want to ask yourself is what is your goal? Like, are you trying to get healthier? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to gain weight? What is your goal? So that you'd have to define your goal. And then you'd have to sort of, it's hard because there's so much misinformation. There is. Yeah. I mean, like literally. Exactly. And, and, and quite honestly, if you Google anything online, I can probably guarantee you that it's going to be either incorrect or incomplete. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of misinformation online. So that's where it gets tricky and confusing. And then you have a lot of, like you said, fat diets coming out these days. So now you have like two extremes, like where the carnivore, there's the carnivore diet. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen like... I've seen it on TikTok. I don't even know what that is. I'm yeah, like, what is this? You know, they eat like so raw meat, oh, raw God. testicles, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. And guys, it's like 9 a.m. in the morning, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, so there's that yeah. extreme where they actually now, people are saying plants are bad for you, like vegetables and fruit are bad for you. Yeah. And then you have the other extremes that say you should never touch any meat products yeah, ever. Plant-based. Exactly. Whatever. So I, I get it. I get it if you're doing it for ethical reasons. Totally. That's a different story. Yeah, sure. And that I, you know, I applaud, I commend. Yeah. It's not easy to do. It's very challenging to be on yeah. a plant-based diet, even though everywhere is getting a little bit better now at providing totally. yeah, yeah. plant-based options. But still, so if you're doing it from an ethical point of view, totally respect that, totally fine. But again, from health purposes, the general consensus is a well-balanced overall diet is probably your best bet in terms of health. So, yeah. um, you know, some meat products, some plant pro uh, fruits, uh, veggies, mm -hmm. nuts, grains, legumes, carbs, fats, everything. A well-rounded diet is probably your best bet. Mm -hmm. um, they actually, so there's something called blue zones. I okay. don't know if you've heard of uh, blue zones. I have. 
So those are areas in the world where they have the highest uh, population of centenarians, people that lived 100. Okay. So obviously, if you're living to 100 plus, that's yeah. a good indication yeah, of yeah. good health, right? Totally. So they studied these populations. I think there's uh, there's one in Japan, one in Italy. Okay. And I think it was Chile or Peru. I can't remember now. But yeah. anyway, so they studied these very diverse populations in different areas yeah. of the world, different um, climates, different cultures. And they sort of analyze their entire lifestyle to see what makes them live to 100. You know, mm. what do these guys have in common? Um, and then what they found is uh, between all of these blue zone groups, um, things that they found in common were, so things like, first of all, social good social values. So having uh, family and friends, yeah. being there, being supportive, lower stress levels. Interesting. Lots of access to sunlight okay. and nature. Okay. So those things are good for you as well. Yeah. And then when they analyzed their diet specifically, not a single one of them had cut any certain food group out. So there was no... Um, like no not common. No dairy, no yeah. carbs. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was none of that. They all had a well-rounded, balanced diet. Yeah. Like I said, dairy, nuts, grains, legumes, yeah. fruits, vegetables, all included. So obviously, if you have a certain um, allergy or intolerance, yeah. Yeah. then you'd have to look into cutting things out. So... Um, for example, like you said, if you're celiac, then you yeah. don't have gluten. If you're lactose intolerant, you want to cut out. So you don't even have to cut out dairy completely. You can just opt for the lactose-free totally. options. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you have a certain requirement, dietary requirement, then of course... It's a different story. It's, it's a different story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you don't, then generally it's m most recommended to have a well-rounded, balanced diet. I think it's interesting because as a woman, women in general, yeah. it's like carbs are the devil. Yeah. Like eating carbs will make us fat, yeah. make us bloated, yeah. whatever it is. And yes, if you do, like for me, I've done it before where I don't eat. If I have like an upcoming trip, I will like, you know, not have as many carbs or yeah. cleaning up to yeah. the swimsuit. I'm not going to dry it on and think about whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, you know, because it does it will show that you are like less bloated or you have a flatter sure. stomach if you don't have carbs. But of course, it's not sustainable. Yeah. So as a woman, you know, we also say like PCOS, like, yeah. you know, insulin, that whole thing. Yeah. Is it like take, get a blood test, see what, you know, what you have, what you don't have. You have high insulin levels, you have PCOS, sure. and then we'll figure out a diet tailored to you. Or is it kind of like for PCOS? Because I've been to um, gynecologists where I've told me like cut out carbs yeah. because yeah. you have PCOS, sure. you know, sure. yeah. so, but is that like kind of a different thing entirely? It is. So I'll, uh, I'll answer the first part of your yeah. um, your question regarding carbs. So when it comes to carbs, like you said, um, most people view it as the devil and I need <laughs> to cut carbs, but it's actually very much not the case. Mm -hmm. So um, I so with my clients, for example, yeah. I never recommend a zero carb diet. Okay. Like I said, it's generally well balanced, obviously calorie control, control tailored to their goals, but carbs actually have a lot of benefits to people mm. um, in terms of mood energy, um, also fiber. So fiber yeah. is a carb. If you're, if you're on a zero carb diet, then you're not getting any fiber and that's not good for your gut health. It's not good for your digestion. Yeah. digestion. Um, it's not good for many things actually. Mm. Um, so yeah, I generally recommend, sure, if you want to, if you want to control your calories and lose weight, then you may have to cut your carbs, but it's not, rec I typically don't recommend people mm -hmm. to cut it out completely. Um, so yeah, and then when it comes to PCOS, um, so basically PCOS, for those that don't know, is like a hormonal yeah. condition. To diagnose PCOS, essentially there's two of three um, conditions that you have to have to be diagnosed properly with PCOS. PCOS stands for polycystic 
ovary um, syndrome. Uh, so the first one would be if you have a uh, uh, irregular cycle or you l have lost your cycle, you lost your period completely. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the three conditions. Second one is, is if you have high testosterone levels, which you can check in a blood test. Mm -hmm. And the third one is if you actually have physical cysts on your ovaries, which yeah. you can check through an uh, ultrasound. So if you have any two of these three conditions, then you're officially diagnosed with PCOS. And it's not so uncommon, actually. So, well, it's more common now, I it think, is, than it is, ever because of our is. food, what we eat, the yeah, hormones, I'm, all of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not particularly sure what causes it and why is it um, quite common. Yeah. But I read the statistic that it's somewhere between 5 to 20% of women yeah. um, have PCOS nowadays, which is not, you know, it's not, it's not such a big deal. There's always some things um, that you can do to sort of manage the symptoms. Um, so when you said cutting out carbs, uh, you, you mentioned someone. Yeah, like a gynecologist told me like that's the easiest way to kind of like do it is cut out carbs. And I'm yeah, like, oh. no, no. So look, that's an extreme approach. Yeah. Right? So like you said, first it's not sustainable. And then the research doesn't actually suggest that that's the best way to do it. There is research to suggest that reducing a little bit of your carbohydrate intake may be beneficial mm -hmm. in managing PCOS symptoms. Yeah. But to cut it out completely, there's no research suggesting that that's better than just a slight reduction in carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. Plus, you can't just look at a very one-dimensional, you know, oh, I'm going to cut out my car carbohydrates to, to cure my PCOS, but then what happens to my, uh, my mood? What happens to my mental health? Is it easy to cut out yeah, carbs? Yeah, 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 totally. it, that's not easy. So yeah. if you're going to crash your entire life just to sort of solve one condition, again, that's not managing your holistic health mm -hmm. in the best way possible. And like I said, you don't have to do that. So typically when it comes to PC PCOS, um, the general recommendations... Uh, like I said, a slight reduction in carbohydrate has yeah. been shown that it could help, but nothing nothing drastic. Um, losing weight generally helps. Exercise generally helps. Um, there's even a supplement that's widely recommended. Mm -hmm. um, you can get it from, uh, off the counter from a pharmacy. Yeah. It's called myo-inositol. I don't know yeah. if you've heard of that. Yeah, before. yeah, I have. Yeah, so that generally helps. It's been, it's been shown to help with PCOS symptoms. Anywhere between two to four grams per day is recommended to help manage uh, mm -hmm. PCOS symptoms. So those are the general recommendations. And then when it comes, I, I think you mentioned insulin as well. Yeah. For some people that have PCOS, they can have something called insulin resistance. Insulin resistance is essentially when your body doesn't respond to the insulin that your pancreas is, yeah. is releasing. And that isn't a good thing because if, you're in, if your body's not responding to insulin, that means your blood sugar levels are going to be a little bit higher. Yeah. Because essentially what insulin does is um, as soon as your blood sugar spikes, once you eat, your pancreas releases mm -hmm. insulin. Insulin takes the glucose back down, shuttles it into the cells. So your blood um, levels stay stable. Yeah. But if your body's not responding to insulin, that means your blood sugar levels are higher. And that can cause some complications in terms of getting into pre-diabetes or diabetes down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, all those things help managing PCOS and insulin resistance as well. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it's because I, I think I, I was actually a little bit shocked to hear the 520% because all my friends, almost, I mean, I would say half of my girlfriends suffer from PCOS. I yeah. think there's a lot of like misinformation out there of yes. like what the diet is yeah. for that. Yes. Um, I wanted to know if, is there like a method that you use that's like different for like when it comes to personal training working out and mm -hmm. eating and is it kind of like because i know a lot of trainers sometimes yeah i mean I think there's like an influx of them sometimes in dubai and you don't know how to filter it through like who's gonna help me and some of them yeah. want you to be have a pt kind of like 
for the rest of your life and yeah. or like kind of like do like give you the tools that are Absolutely. like gonna be free yeah so yeah. how what is your method or i guess um outlook on that yeah when it comes to having clients sure so i mean i think there's there's not a one size fit fits all approach totally so every client has their own needs yeah. their own goals their own background their own preferences their own dietary requirements whatever it may be and then you have to tailor your approach to the individual client yeah um so whether it's their goals like i said maybe they want to get healthier maybe yeah. they want to lose weight they may want to gain weight or gain muscle so those are all different goals and then you have to look at their entire background to tailor an approach that fits them yeah um so when it comes to the diet itself and then the way that you sort of track your diet, so, you know, do you want to go down the route of um, calorie counting? Do you want to, you know, um, go down the route of managing your own mm -hmm. uh, food without calorie counting, which is also a viable option? Um, like I said, it just depends. It's very important to tailor the approach to the individual client. And convenience, I guess, too, because like, absolutely. you know what I mean? Sometimes... For sure. For example, I know a lot of people at my office like don't bring their lunch because they're lazy, don't yeah. have time, whatever it is, yeah. to order out. But I know like there are some places now that like have the calories for the yeah. lunch or whatever. So yeah. I know it is needs to be tailored, I guess, to your lifestyle. Of it's course, easy. Absolutely, because if you want something to be sustainable, <laughs> yeah, for you, exactly, you have to have it be convenient and fit yeah. into your lifestyle and not the other way around. So you need to fit fitness and nutrition sort of integrated into your lifestyle yeah. and not overhaul your entire lifestyle to cater to 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 that basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that's all I had on, on, on that yeah. point. Um, what about alcohol? So, yeah. It's such a hot topic yeah. on like people. Like I've, of course, done stuff. I was just, I had done a, a gut health thing kind of to see what, because I was, had a lot of yeast in my stomach. True. So I was kind of like, you know, and, Alcohol is a bigger thing of yeast. Yeah. There is yeast in alcohol. So I cut it out for actually a month and a half. Sure. And it helped bring down my yeast levels in my stomach. I wasn't getting yeast infections anymore. It was amazing. Sure, sure. But obviously that, I mean, it's it's hard, right? I can't do it for the rest of my yeah. life. Yeah, so. I mean, and I know with you when I did your program, you kind of were like, you know, lower it. Don't, yes. don't do it every weekend. But yeah. I mean, what is your what is your uh, perspective yeah, I mean, on alcohol sure. when it comes to losing weight? Sure, sure. Um. So look, when it comes to losing weight specifically, yeah. you can drink alcohol and lose weight. It is possible. As long as your ca calories are controlled, yeah. you will lose weight. But like with like with most things, to take an extreme approach sometimes may not be the best. So if you generally enjoy drinking and it's a social activity, yeah. like going out with your friends and your colleagues. Birthdays. Birthdays. Oh, whatever it's the be. worst. That one thing that happened, I stopped drinking. Yeah. Oh my God, we had a birthday and I was like, this is painful. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to be here right now. Like, it's, I had like a lemonade yeah. in my hand. Like, no sugar was yeah. horrendous. Yeah, so in that aspect, you know, when it's gonna, it might take an, a, a toll on your social, yeah. um, your social life and then your overall, say, um, uh, yeah, I guess social life in it general. It really, really is a yeah, social life yeah, to be is, very fair. It's the weekend. Thing. That's exactly. when it gets hard to like stick through like, okay, sure. I'm cutting it out. Oh, during yeah. the week, you know, you're busy, whatever. So yeah. It's yeah. really on the weekend. Yeah, it is. And, and and like I said, it's all about managing the amount. So it's not it's not an all-in or all-out approach. Yeah. Um, you, there is a gray area, so you can drink. Um, but like, like I tell some of my clients, if you're used to having, you know, 15 tequila shots a night, maybe taper it down to like, I don't know, four yeah. <laughs> instead of having like whatever it is, just totally. exactly because the amount yeah. does make a difference. You know, um, the dose is in the poison, uh, the, the dose is in the poison. 
the poison is in the dog. Yeah, Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, that, yeah one yeah. of those, yeah. So um, it's just about managing the, the amount that you drink. <clears throat> Some people, <clears throat> excuse me, prefer to cut it out completely. And that's an option. You know, if you can't yeah. manage it and it's either all in or all out, then you can sort of go extreme with that. But if you can manage your intake, you can lose weight, you can be healthy, you can factor it in. As long as you can control um, the amount that you're drinking and not let the... I think it's the <clears throat> about part. It That's is. like the tough part of it, right? Yeah. It's like when you're out, whatever, one, two drinks, and you're in your head, you're probably like, oh, another one won't really hurt, another one will really hurt. But then in the morning, you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Maybe that was like an added on three, 400 calories if you're counting calories, for example. Exactly. So, yeah, and, and the, it's interesting that you mentioned that because when it comes to alcohol, it's not only the calories. So it's yeah. not like you're eating, you know, say an additional slice of cake or whatever, maybe with alcohol, it's the whole cycle that comes along with drinking. Yeah, it's just so, when you like shit the next day. <laughs> exactly. So even before the next day, it's what you do yes. at 3 a.m. in McDonald's, you know, slamming that oh, uh, McDonald's. Yeah, so so that, and then you wake up, you know, kind of hungover, and then you crave, you know, a bucket of KFC or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not demonizing yeah. any food, but I'm just, you know, I'm just saying that's typically how it works. And then it's the whole spiral that happens. You know, you may feel a little bit lethargic you don't want to go to the gym that day so it's not just the 500 calories extra from those you know a few tequila shots it's the whole shebang as i say that totally. comes along with 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 drinking um i have a question so i mean obviously I have a lot of questions the podcast here but i have a question on social media so yeah. when we go on social media we always there are a lot of fitness influencers even regular just lifestyle fashion influencers out yeah. there that have these like crazy insane bodies yeah and as someone i mean i'll talk personally for me i will talk on behalf of everyone else but when i see that shit sometimes i'm like like i want that how could i get that natural natural yeah. thing to want i think yeah. maybe is a pt yourself you might yes. look at someone like oh they have a really good body yeah. whatever it might be do you think there's a downfall to that when it comes to like someone's motivation to maybe have their own journey to whatever it is, weight loss, yeah. stronger, fitter, building yeah. muscle. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think so. Social media is a. I always say it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. So it can be very beneficial, very helpful, but it can also be very detrimental. Yeah. And like you said, there's a lot of people that look up to, you know, fitness. Um, whether it's fitness influencers or celebrities. Yeah. And they look at their bodies, whether it's male or female, and then they feel really down about their bodies, but. What a lot of people fail to realize is there's a lot going on on the other side that mm. you may not see. So first of all, on social media, you know, there's the filters, there's the photoshops, there's the airbrushing, and there's all Face these... There's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, there's all these things that go yeah. into it. And then some people, you know, they, um, they may resort to doing extreme diets mm -hmm. to get to a certain photo shoot to look a certain way for a certain day. And then they look fantastic. And then, like I said, with all the after editing going on, and then they would post those pictures on Instagram. And then a regular person sitting on the couch, you know, would be looking and say, hey, I don't look like that. And now I feel down. Um, but that doesn't mean that, first of all, that person looks like that all the time. Because everyone's going to post the best picture of, of themselves. Of course. The best way they look of themselves. Absolutely. And I think something like... Say someone couldn't afford to have like a PT like five times a week and only like twice a week, for example, it's yeah. not on their budget. You know, like yeah. they don't know what that other person has in terms of like at their fingertips, which is a, is a yeah. chef, a nutritionist with them every step of the way. Yeah. And yeah. I think it can be unrealistic and can be detrimental to like our mental health. Of course. Do of you course. think women, I mean, 
it's always the the thing where like women's probably suffer from this more than men. Yeah. But have you seen through your clients that men can suffer from this? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Of course, it's the same thing. So you know, people look up to all these you know jack dudes and say, hey, I want to be like that. Yeah. So it affects men and women equally. Actually. Yeah. Um, and like I said, so it's important to know that when whatever you see on Instagram is, or social media isn't necessarily one hundred percent true. There is that. There's a lot that goes on in the background. And I used to do that myself. You know, I, was, mm. I used to like to only post, you know, the best pictures yeah. and with all the professional photo shoots and all that. And then I realized that that might be detrimental to some of my clients um, or my audience. Mm. And then I started to, now I'm trying to sh- uh, shy away from that and not only post those types of uh, pictures or stories or whatever it may be. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah just post really more like, the, like natural realistic. content. Exactly. Whatever, yeah, natural the point content. isn't to make people feel like, you can never be like me or you can never be like that. It's to sort of invite them in and let them know that, hey, this is, you know, yeah. this is real life. This is fitness. There's going to be uh, months where you're maybe a little bit leaner than months where you may maybe put on some bo- uh, body fat or whatever it may be. And that's okay. You know, it's, nobody looks perfect 100% of the time. So now I've been sort of shifting towards that, you know, uh, approach, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, oh, my God. I just had the question. It's about, oh, sustaining. Yeah. Okay, yes, I was like, oh, because I have like notes uh, here. So sustaining. I find personally the hardest thing for me. So losing the weight, I'm a pretty dedicated person. I'm pretty like, I'm kind of the all in, all whatever, all in type of approach. Sometimes I'm an Aries, but I I, I like, I I have a goal, wedding, wedding just for example. Holy shit. Three and a half months, I didn't, I I cut out drinking for a a while. I really like, you know, me- not measured my food really, but yeah, I was measuring my food sometimes. Sure. I was eating sweet potatoes or yeah. instead of like rice sometimes. So I was dedicated. Sure. Now I'm, by the way, I'm just asking for my own advice, but my, now I think a lot of people can relate to the sustaining part of it. Yeah. But now like it's, I, I went on the honeymoon, yeah. gained two, three kilos. Now it's, I'm finding it. Now I don't have that goal in front sure. of me of sure. the wedding dress, yeah. for example. To sustain yeah. what I had, in su- and and you would look at my diet last year, and you'd be like, "Oh, that was a really well-rounded diet." Yeah. Like, she was eating eggs. She was eating dairy. She was eating this. She was sure, eating, I was sure. I was eating rice. I was eating bread. Like, it was a very well-rounded diet. Yeah. But now I'm finding it hard to sustain that. What advice would you give people who are kind of done the PT program with you nutrition, yeah. Yeah. and now are like that sustainment? Path? Sure, sure. It's uh, it's interesting that you mentioned this because most people um, would fall into the same category is that they can lose weight, yeah. but then to maintain or sustain that weight loss yeah. is a different story. It's like harder almost for me yeah. to maintain. Yeah, but it is, it is. Um, it's just because it's essentially what I what I try to tell my my personal clients yeah. is that typically speaking, generally speaking, a unsustainable approach to weight mm. loss will lead to unsustainable results. So if you're going on a crazy crash diet and cutting out all the, say, like you mentioned earlier, the carbs and all these things, sure, you're going to lose weight, but then you did it in a method that's not sustainable. So if you're doing a crash diet for a wedding, like you Mm -hmm. said, or for a vacation or a photo shoot, whatever it may be, sure, you lose the weight and you look great for that one day, but then there's typically a rebound associated with that. And you either regain all the weight back or potentially even more because now you've you're sort of, it's like an elastic band that's been stretching for some time and then it just snaps mm-hmm. and sometimes it overshoots to its yeah. initial point even. Um, so yeah, generally a sustainable approach to weight loss, if you learn the ins and outs about nutrition, calories, 
um, eating enough protein, uh, getting enough fruits and vegetables in your diet, enough fiber, totally. those sorts of things. Yeah. Once you make the, once you, if you can lose weight in a sustainable approach, and sustainable doesn't necessarily mean slow. It just means that you're learning um, fact from fiction. You're learning the ins and outs. Yeah. If you can do that and get to your weight loss goals sustainably, then you can most likely uh, find it easier to sustain that weight loss. Mm -hmm. So that's what I said. It's just about learning the ins and outs, knowing what works, what doesn't, separating the fad diets from you know the the facts. Yeah. And then that makes it easier to sustain overall. What would you give advice for people? Because I know a lot of people, when we go to the office on Monday morning, it's pretty funny. We all talk like, what did you do this weekend, blah, blah. And like, we'll all be on like a really, like we all like whatever work together and stuff. We have healthy lunches. Yeah. We have we, I mean, I'm cooking every night now, living with Claudia, but we cook yeah. every night. Like, we're pretty healthy. Yeah. When it comes to the weekends, my method has always been book in one or two workouts over the weekends. Yeah. So, you know, you're in the healthy mindset, right? Sure, it's not sure. just about going out, eating lunch, yeah. going out for dinners, drinking, whatever it is. Sure, sure. Is there any kind of tips that you have? Because that's kind of something that works for me. If I book a workout, sure. a spin class, whatever it is, yeah. either on Saturday, Sunday, I'm probably going to be healthy for that day. So I was like, well, shit, I went to the gym. Like, I can't, yeah. I don't want it to all go sure, away sure. now. Yeah. Do you have any tips and tricks for when it comes to the weekend? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, one way, you know, like you said, uh, booking in a um, exercise session is, is not a bad idea. Yeah. It keeps you in that mindset. That, yeah. Because essentially what, what, um, what makes your weekend's a little bit easier is not having that dichotomous thinking of this is a weekday and this is a week end. Obviously, you're working during the week and you're not uh, during the weekend. But if you can sort of blur the lines between weekends and mm. weekdays, that makes it easier so that it's just another day. It shouldn't be a drastic, you know, it shouldn't be five days of this and then two days of, you know, going so crazy. Because back. now it's we're going point. back to the yeah. all in, all out mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. So people would, for example, sometimes tell me like, hey, I don't want to have a burger during the week, but I'll have a burger on the weekends. That for me isn't necessarily the healthiest way to approach it because again, we're separating, totally creating right, that, actually. you know, yeah. um, this is punishment and this is pleasure. And we shouldn't really have that. So I tell my clients, if you want to have a burger during the week, you absolutely can have a burger during the week. And then when you get to the weekend, you won't necessarily be feeling the need to, you know, uh, overflow because you're enjoying the foods that you generally enjoy totally. on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, if you say, oh, I'm going to go three months without a burger, what happens that, um, as soon as you allow yourself to have a burger, you're probably going to slam like, 65 burgers in yeah, a row yeah. just because you've been holding back. It sounds like that binge eating as well. It is. It is. So that's where, you know, um, eating issues can arise. It's when you create these dichotomies and these rules for yourself as opposed to living each day almost pretty much the same. So like I said, I not, like that though, blurring the lines and making it yeah, all the same because absolutely. it is true. Like a lot of people would say like during the week, they're like, yeah, I'm strict. I do well, but then yes. the weekends, like I screw up. I eat whatever, yes. I eat the burger, yes. I eat like a massive pizza to myself. Absolutely. And funnily enough, that ends up more likely than not just spinning your wheels. You know, you make some progress during the week. You kind of mess it up on the weekend and then you're like, oh damn, you this know, it's Monday. This is cycle we exactly. were talking so about. You just yeah. end up spinning your wheels when you separate when you don't blur the lines between the weekdays and the weekends. Yeah. So if you have a almost a similar approach every day to your life, is that generally I want to eat primarily nutritious foods. I will factor in some quote-unquote fun foods like I, I like to call them. I don't like using the term cheat meals or anything like that because again, we're coming back to the good versus bad, 
dichotomous thinking. Is fun meal? Is that what you called it? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, fun. Yeah, they're just fun. I like that, that that's fun the word meal. I like to use. That's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, yeah, because again, when you say, oh, I'm cheating and, and having a burger, that's essentially you telling your brain that this is a bad food and that you shouldn't be having this. Yeah. Again, and that causes all the issues that we've been talking about. So if you can have a burger on Monday and a salad on a Saturday, there's nothing wrong no, with that. It's not, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So nutrition just, it's a holistic overall approach to having, you know, you should look at your health in a holistic matter, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's nutrition, health, fitness, it all ties in all together. Yeah. Well, Roy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast You're today. Welcome. If people want to know more about nutrition, PT or book a session with you, how can they contact you? Uh, Instagram is probably the best way. Okay, cool. And I'll yeah. put it in the show notes. Sure. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.